So a new Second Amendment case has been distributed to the Supreme Court for their consideration, and it involves firearms confiscations under red flag laws. So let's talk about this. But real quick before we jump into this video, if you think that red flag laws are clearly unconstitutional, go ahead and hit that like button and subscribe. Also, I thank the sponsor of this video, which is Zydax. Zydax makes amazing PCs. I actually have one of their PCs and I use it for everything. I use it for all my actual legal work. I use it as my main desktop and I also use it for all my filming and gaming. So I play Call of Duty, um, Modern Warfare on it. I play Warzone, Elden Ring, all those things. I use a Zydax PC. So if you're interested, I will leave a link to Zydax down below and thank you again to Zydax for sponsoring this video. How's it going everyone? My name is Anthony Miranda. I am a licensed and practicing attorney in the state of California with an emphasis on Second Amendment rights. I've been part of Second Amendment litigation both at a state level and a national level while serving as a staff attorney with the Farms Policy Coalition legal team. My goal with these videos is not to provide any legal advice, but instead to help you understand what's currently going on in the battle for our right to keep and bear arms. As I mentioned in the intro, in this video, we will be discussing a new Second Amendment case. It's a Second Amendment and Fourth Amendment case, which has now been distributed to the Supreme Court for their consideration. This case is called Greco v. Platkin, and it is a challenge to the state of New Jersey's extreme risk protection orders, also known as red flag laws. This case provides an interesting opportunity for the Supreme Court to revisit the issue of red flag laws and also the unlawful search and seizure of firearms within a home. One of the questions after a recent Supreme Court unanimous decision in the Coniglia v. Strom case, a question was whether or not the Supreme Court would eventually take up a challenge to red flag laws and ultimately strike them down as unconstitutional. Well, now the Supreme Court has a case in front of it and they will consider it because it's been distributed to them for a conference. So the facts around this case are as follows. This case arises out of what I believe is a 2019 incident where law enforcement received an extreme risk protection order against David Greco, a 51-year-old man who had been posting anti-Jewish commentary on various social media sites. The police had been monitoring his activity and first came to his house in August to speak with him. Subsequent to the first visit, the police officers there received an order and the police officers obtained a no-knock warrant from a Superior Court judge, which then allowed them to enter his home and to seize his firearms and ammunition as well. Regardless, this was all able to be done because in 2018, the state of New Jersey passed a law called the New Jersey Extreme Risk Protection Order Act of 2018. The state of New Jersey joined the 17 other states which had similar laws, but the state of New Jersey took their law beyond what the other ones had already done. Typically in other states, when law enforcement is acting under the state's version of a red flag law, a court is presented with preliminary information in a civil complaint or a petition alleging that a person who lawfully owns guns may be a danger to themselves or to others. If the state court is satisfied that the allegations may be true, the state court then enters an initial court order directing the person in question to show cause at a hearing or otherwise to voluntarily turn over his or her weapons to law enforcement upon their demand. However, the state can also use their contempt power to enforce that request, to enforce the turnover of the firearms if the individual does not voluntarily comply with the orders or does not voluntarily give up those uh, firearms and weapons. This type of scheme is clearly unlawful, but the state of New Jersey went even further than other states. New Jersey's version of this law creates a structure where at the initial complaint and petition stage of these whole proceedings, the statute directs the court to use good cause instead of probable cause. This means at the very beginning stage of the legal process, law enforcement becomes authorized to kick in your front door to do no-knock warrants 
and ultimately those are issued on good cause instead of probable cause. Now, before this law went into effect on August 12th, 2019, the New Jersey Administrative Office of the Courts issued a memo on the extreme risk protective orders, openly acknowledging that the text of this law as enacted was in fact unconstitutional because it required the use of good cause instead of probable cause. Then also the New Jersey Attorney General also issued a memo agreeing that the law's use of good cause instead of probable cause was also unconstitutional. In fact, the district court who had originally heard this case stated at the very beginning of the hearing, and I'm going to quote exactly what he said. He said, okay, we could all be seated. Before we get started, could we agree for purposes of the hearing that on its face, this law is unconstitutional? To which the state's attorney responded, that's quite an opener, your honor. So the state at multiple levels agreed as written this red flag law was unconstitutional and even the district court judge originally in this case believed that it was unconstitutional. How then has this ended up before the Supreme Court? Well, two issues arose during this case. First, the state argued that under the Younger v. Harris case, the court should abstain from hearing this specific issue. Younger v. Harris was a 1971 case in which the U.S. Supreme Court held that federal courts were required to abstain from hearing any civil rights torts claims brought by a person who is currently being prosecuted for a matter arising from that claim. In an 8-1 decision, the Supreme Court held that federal courts may not hear these types of cases until the person is convicted or found not guilty of that crime unless the defendant will suffer irreparable injury that is both great and immediate. However, the court also found that merely having to endure a criminal prosecution trial is not such an irreparable harm that would qualify. Abstaining from hearing this case was the first defense raised by the state, and they also argued that the memo which was sent out telling courts to ignore the actual text of the unconstitutional law and instead to use probable cause instead of good cause was a sufficient enough fix to where the court did not need to hear this issue. Multiple times during the initial case, this district court and the judge there rejected to actually follow the state's argument about younger abstention. However, 14 months into the case while hearing a motion for a partial summary judgment and that motion, the court suddenly then changed their position and granted the state's motion to dismiss the case based on younger abstention grounds. The plaintiff there then appealed the decision up to the Third Circuit, who ultimately ruled in favor of the state of New Jersey as well. Now this case is up for Supreme Court review. The questions presented to the Supreme Court are first whether or not New Jersey's extreme risk protection order is a violation of the Fourth Amendment. And also they argue whether or not the Supreme Court believes that a memo can fix this type of issue. Now this case Greco is really important because it could be the first case to springboard off the Supreme Court's prior unanimous decision in the Knigley v. Strom case. That case dealt with whether law enforcement could use the excuse of community caretaking to search and seize firearms within someone's home without a warrant. In the Canigli case, the state and the law enforcement officers there were trying to use rules which apply to vehicles and also apply them to the search and seizure of firearms within a home. Justice Thomas, writing for the court, stated that the Fourth Amendment protects the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures. The very core of this guarantee is the right of a man to retreat into his own home and there be free from unreasonable governmental intrusions. Based on this, the Supreme Court unanimously found that the warrantless entry into the individual's home and the seizure of his firearms and weapons was indeed unconstitutional. One of the questions coming out of that unanimous decision in Coniglia was if the case impacted red flag laws, like the ones at issue here in this case, Greco. Well, Justice Alito stated in his concurrence that this decision was not meant to address red flag laws, 
but that cases may come before them really soon that they will need to address. Well, now the Supreme Court has an opportunity to consider whether they want to review a red flag law case since this case has now been distributed to them for conference on January 13th. That means that the Supreme Court will now decide whether or not they want to grant this case cert or to ultimately deny it review. Another thing that I want to note is that the respondents slash defendants in this case have already waived their right to respond to the petition filed by the plaintiffs. Um, that essentially means that they're not going to file the response and they will not file it until the Supreme Court ultimately orders them to do so. It's likely and it's very probable that the Supreme Court will order the uh, defendants here, the state of New Jersey and their representatives to file a response. And that could lead to the rescheduling of the conference in this specific case. But for now, this issue is distributed to the Supreme Court for their consideration on January 13th. So this is a really interesting case with important implications for red flag laws. If anything else develops, I will let you all know. Also, if you like this video and like support the channel, one of the best ways to do that is to like, comment, and subscribe. All those things help to fuel the algorithm or fuel algorithm rhythm. It adds fuel to his jet and signals to YouTube that you guys see value in these videos and in this type of two-way news. As always, I want to thank everybody who likes, comments, subscribes, who hits the notification bell, who shares these videos. You guys are directly impacting these videos, impacting this channel, and helping me to reach and educate more people than I could ever do on my own. So as always, thank you all for watching. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And never forget, this nation was built by armed scholars, and this nation will be maintained by armed scholars.